everybody, welcome to the 65th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just want to remind y'all, please subscribe on iTunes, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, leave us a review. If you have any questions or comments, you can send us an email to mathcoreindex at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits, uh, go check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash mathcoreindex. And uh, very special thanks today to all of our... Uh, you know everybody who tuned in to Math Core Index Fest 2021. It was fucking. Uh, it went a lot better than I expected. <laughs> it went, there was more uh, people than last year. So, well, you. I mean, uh, hats off to you, bud, for fucking single-handedly uh, handling the live stream and making it all go down. I, I believe the only technical difficulty was uh, the. Th- Second day, right? <laughs> there was technical difficulty. F- no, I, there was fuck ups left and right, but like the big fuck up happened during dead hour noise, where their audio like yeah. went dead because I didn't, I don't understand OBS. <laughs> that's that's right, everybody. The irony was so thick that the band that had dead noise was dead hour noise. Oh my so god, it gotta... was it was not lost on them. No, no, the chat was. I mean, it was 150 people roasting me at the same like the same time. So it was brutal. Uh, but. Yep. Other yep. Than that. I, I, I will. <laughs> I will enjoy to see that footage because it's a lot of them talking to you on their phones. So it looks like just the band live streaming texting, but it's like they're talking to you. But it like it just looks so it looks so good. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it was it was a blast, man. Uh, I didn't get to make it. Uh, I didn't get to watch like all the full days and all of its entirety, but I got to come in like every day just a little bit. Uh, actually, yesterday, I guess, Sunday, I jammed the, the full fucking day. That was a good one. Nice. What so. was your what was your favorite uh, set of the fest? Set of the fest? Oh, that I've seen? Yeah. Uh, what have you seen so far? Honestly, dude, uh, I'm going to give it to a steak sauce. Uh, just, I mean... It was good. Very well you, put together video. Listen, man, they legit are some very funny guys. Um... And the, the the I would only just I, I I mean I'm not I'm not trying to put them in a little bubble, but I mean this uh, very um, Tim and Eric Eric Andre essence to their humor and just the way they do their comedy and just the editing's fucking amazing. They write really good shit. I mean the guys are great. So and and I mean how can you not just like just that kind of like post hardcore kind of like metal math core thing going on that they got just rock and roll as fuck too just very like a rock band almost at heart i I feel you know there's so many rock Mm -hmm. riffs in every song i mean there's like math core parts but i don't know it's like it's rock and roll with math core elements is kind of you know like every time i die basically very similar approach i just feel that uh just one more thing about steak sauce i feel that uh they were the right band to have an edited live stream like set truly you know like that is they that is something that they have there that they should have already had the opportunity to do you know if any band was gonna do like the fully edited like comedic thing then yeah it definitely should although i think to, to their credit fall 50 feet their video was pretty good too it was pretty funny did you see that? Oh, one? that what, absolutely. Oh, I guess Sunday. I, I, and, and man, I, 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 I kind of spaced that too because Fall Fifty Feet was great, and I'm pretty sure those motherfuckers were playing in a double wide uh, trailer. So uh, <laughs> that, that must have been really hot. 
basically. I can only imagine. Uh, I'm not sure, but yet that a... I did notice the interior of the the room for sure, like the wooden like lining walls or whatever. You know, dude, like and it looks like it was carpet. It looked like it just a classic fucking double wide, like I grew up in. Like I was just like, <laughs> oh my god, that reminds me. Like every show I ever saw in North Dakota, any quote unquote house show in North Dakota was some like trailer out in the middle of the the country you know <laughs> like somebody's parents weren't home and they fucking blew up the whole trailer uh but anyways uh what was your favorite set of, of the whole fest uh you know i think the two live sets were the best and i again i think it's just for the simple reason that they were actually fully live and there's a little more uh interaction with the audience that feels a bit more tangible and real i guess especially when black matter device invites people to like call them on their phone you know um did you have technical difficulty with uh, the Black Matter device, or um, only fine? like very? There, yeah, it was fine. There was like a maybe like a brief moment where they were like muted. But awesome. Other than that, amazing. Yeah, uh, b- being in the chat the whole time and shit, it was great, man. Love this fucking community. Love everybody. And uh, yeah, like I said, I guess we're on our sixth day. Like a yeah. bunch of goddamn addicts. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, you know we had the pre-show on Wednesday and then Thursday through Sunday ran the fest and then today jumping right into the podcast. So non-stop math core keeping very busy this week and weekend yeah um yeah. and yeah just fucking big love to the community thank you so much again if you tuned in uh we love you guys so much the, the support is is always amazing and it definitely uh encourages me to keep going so appreciate yeah. it yeah uh so uh, without further ado let's talk about some fucking music yeah the first band we're going to talk about is death goals and Death Coals are a chaotic hardcore duo from London, UK. Oh, fuck me. There goes my phone. And they just released their new full-length album, The Horrible and the Miserable, on June 4th. And uh, they play what I would describe as feedback-laden and sassy chaotic hardcore and mathcore with basically just tons of panic chord breakdowns. <laughs> um, Wrap it up in a little I... package for you there. I was going to say, yeah, man, I guess uh, I, I, you said a little bit more than what I had down here, man. Absolutely. Uh, nailed that. Uh, I, 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 um, there is this uh, kind of like this European, like I would describe it like a European like screamo uh, element with them. I would say it'd be like... Absolutely, with the vocals the for ca- sure. Yeah, like it'd be like if, like the chariot like and like Chaos Pilot had a little baby. Uh, Chaos Pilot, uh, a European uh, screamo band that definitely took a lot from like Orchid in their like later years. Uh but uh, yeah, it, it, overall, loads of cherry uh, all over this record too, for sure. Got to agree with you there. Absolutely, not uh, not as feedbacky as I was expecting because I heard a lot of comparisons of, of the cherry, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's fucking there, man. Uh, I, I have really nothing else to say. I just uh, I fucking dug the shit out of the breakdowns. Um, favorite track would be the Helen Keller is teaching me uh, how to talk to boys. That's my favorite track Naturally, too, for sure. Yeah. I figured, I figured, I figured we're going to agree it's, on that. It, um, I think it's because um, of the hand clap kind of sound that really just gets me yes. every time. Like, that, listen, man, they got that, that, that's that little sass. That, that's yeah, that, exactly. That extra little like piece. Blood Brothers, like, you yeah. know, really brings me back to that. It's, it's something youth just, uh, I guess I'm just going to say like It's just youthful, youth. Like, <laughs> Like it's just it's just like you know I mean it's so uh, it's so lighthearted just irreverent clap. and it's yeah yeah anyways I, I I love the shit out of it really uh I played the I played the shit out of that track um, me too but that's all I really gotta say man um this is naturally uh you and I were chatting about this earlier we don't like 
talk about the bands much, but uh, this is a huge step up from their last release. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say, this is an absolutely massive leap in quality from their earlier material. It just feels yep. way more fleshed out, way thicker production, um, and yep. just far more emotional content that feels way more sincere than their other stuff did. I feel like they, not that they were phoning it in, but it's just like, it was, there, was, there was something missing, and they, now they've got like the it factor for me where I'm like really intrigued by them. Um, I feel compelled by their music now. I think mm-hmm. I think a part of that is they the the maybe the words are just the lyrics are so much better too. Uh the, the lyrics are more discernible, I think. The vocals are more discernible rather. Uh one of the interesting aspects of the band is that both members take turns doing vocals. So uh it gives it a lot of depth with the vocal performances there when you've got yeah them taking turns. There's an added layer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely adds another layer uh of enjoyment for me. A little more diversity and the delivery um this album also i mean it's a it's better production but uh it also has like a very raw and live quality to it there's a few blemishes here and there but overall i think this comes across as really genuine and they give a lot of good performances that don't feel like super punched in or you know overly produced I think I think naturally it, that uh, that's also where we're kind of like getting that chariot vibe from. Just exactly the, the live, live essence, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely for sure. Uh, one one thing that I think they could benefit from though is maybe bringing in a bassist. I know that there's probably bass on the, the album, but it doesn't really f- seem like it's high in the mix for one and for another. Watching their studio session, as good as it was, really really good. The one I sent you the other day, uh, mm, yep, it, yep. as good as that session was with, with Shrike and Exit Wounds. I felt like, um, you know, just like when I see any non-grindcore band without a bassist, that there's just something missing from the heavier moments when you don't have that dedicated bass signal coming from its own yep. bass amp and not from a signal splitter or what the fuck ever you're working with. Wolf King, that never worked, worked for Wolf King, uh, in my opinion. I think when they finally brought in the bass player, I was like, now this sounds like a, now I actually want to mosh. Now I, now I feel it, you know. So I think maybe the they reverse, could benefit from that. The, the reverse move is when Pig Destroyer got a bassist. <laughs> That's when I see band photos, I'm still like, "There's what a the lot fuck of is you going now. on." Yeah, there's, there's too a many people. lot of you. Yes, yeah, too many of you. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know so. how long Blake has been in the band, but he feels like a fixture at this point. So, well, Blake wasn't in the first. I'm pretty sure Blake wasn't in the first two albums. I'm pretty sure. At Not least. in uh, um, every, if, 38. If anybody out there... Acts of Battery yeah, yeah, and uh, Terrifier. Uh, 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 what is it? Uh, Prowler in the Yard. Prowler uh, in the Yard. I don't, think he was, I don't think he was part of... I'm pretty sure he came on... Did I say Terrifier? <laughs> it, well, he was on for Terrifier for sure. Um, if anybody could tell... Yeah, I don't know. Somebody, somebody fucking joined in 2006. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, Dan coming through. He knows how to use Google. What a lad. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Very cool. So, yeah, uh, I, I love this band because I really feel like they're pulling from a lot of the same places that the Callous Cowboys do. So, if you're in a, you know, if you like that band, you're probably going to enjoy this band because they're literally pulling from the same places: The Chariot, Every Time I Die, The Bled, Heavy Heavy Lolos, <laughs> Heavy Heavy Lolos, uh, The Daughters, and so <laughs> forth. You know. <laughs> yep, the daughters. Yep, so, yep, absolutely. Agreed. My favorite John Mayer song. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Helen Keller definitely a big highlight for me. I also feel like Shrike was uh, 
a nice little concise banger. They really, yep. I mean, the, the one minute thirty seconds that they they've been put into these songs, uh, they, there's a lot of content packed into them. Um, Exit Wounds also, I enjoyed that quite a bit. The uh, again, the back and forth, the interplay between the two vocalists is really really nice in that song, in particular. Absolutely. And uh, I, I felt like nothing left to give is also a, a pretty good closer too. There's a lot of good, like, melodic, you know, hardcore kind of qualities to this record, too. As much as it's chaotic, there's a lot of melodicism as well. I I love, I, I mean, each track's quite a fucking ripper. I love the amount of tracks they they, uh, they offer up uh, for this album. Um, just just like uh, the the better production and everything, I feel this album was pretty well thought out. And obviously, obviously uh, uh, they let everything marinate and build up. You know, they didn't rush it. Uh, which is pretty cool to see. Yeah, I, I had to. I mean, just looking back on their discography, like, yeah, none of it really, none of it really did anything. I remember when they came out with that uh, split with Pupil Slicer, another band that I was really yep. fucking just lukewarm with, you know, at the time, really on the fence about. And uh, yeah, they're like the besides the Dowboys, they're just like one of the most improved artists in the scene right now. You remember how oh, absurdly yeah. bad the Callous Dowboys were initially? Like they were not a good band. They did not. Their first step is is kind of on the rough side. I mean, I, retrospectively, I don't really enjoy much of any of it. It's when they released, they got the they got Sam in the band and released the yep. Great Rocket Robbery. That was what the turning point for them. Math Core Index. I remember we definitely. I mean, we chatted about. Did we? We didn't cover it on the podcast, did we? No, it was. It was. We did. We was absolutely that, did. Yeah, we, we it covered. Was one of the f- yeah, dude. Yeah, the very I earliest EP. Shit, dude. The second EP, Animal Tetris. We covered Animal Tetris. Yeah. Or no, we covered the we covered their very earliest material, man. We've been on the yeah, Dowboy since the day we one. Did. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Same with CU Space was... Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Tooting our own home. Crazy. Home Circle yeah. jerk time. Oh, it's just well, honestly, it's just, <laughs> no, it's actually just crazy. It's just like it's just like uh like wow, how everybody's uh grown, you know? Not even like grown up, just like grown We made you famous and you owe us money. <laughs> God damn it, Christian. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> and you can quote Christian Sagerstrom on that. Yeah, dude. You got. I mean, you're editing, so, I mean, yeah, leave that bitch in if you want. All right. I'm definitely I'm leaving it in for comedic value, regardless. Pew, it's there. Pew, pew. It's done. Yep. yep. Shots fired. Check it out. Carson Pace owes anyways. me money. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll single somebody out. It'll have to be Carson, I think. Yeah, it'll have to, it'll I, have to be Carson. <laughs> I, I, that first album, Carson was supposed to send me a shirt and he was taken forever and I got on him and he, I, he was definitely pretty, uh, anyways, I remember just coming down like I was like an older brother or something to him. Just like, wait, wait, no, you gotta, you gotta do it this way. And da, 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 da. Anyways, I just, I think about those early days. It, it's tempting to do that when you're, uh, you've got friends who are younger than you. Dude, by the way, I got, I don't want to talk. I don't want to say anything else. Those just those two, uh, track, those two newer tracks that they played. Uh, uh, on the set were fucking crazy. So, anyways, we can go, we'll go back to uh, uh, Death Coals. Yes. Yeah. Don't be freaking sucking the Cowboys. The Dowboys take too much here. <laughs> 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 the collective dick. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, just again, massive fucking improvement. This is like one of my favorite albums of uh, 2021 so far, I gotta say. Yep, I picked it up this morning. Uh, yep, worth it. 
Oh, so this you only started listening to it today? This is like your introduction to it? No, I, I just bought it finally. Today. Oh, okay, cool. Bought, nice, uh, nice. bought it on Backcamp, yep. Had yeah, to. Cool. Yeah, um, I've, I've had this one on repeat. I, I'm surprised that uh, they didn't put it out on vinyl. Would have been good. To I was looking around. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe they just like weren't. Yet yeah, sometimes I think for a band like this, it's better to just kind of like gauge interest. Like Dreamwell, for example, didn't put out vinyl, but they're definitely going to, and they're definitely going to fucking sell out. So I think that they'll um, have the same thing. They're not U.S. based, correct? Who uh, Death Calls? No, US? they're U.K. based. Yeah, yeah. yeah so London, I mean, that UK. alone, it's like. You know, I mean, to sell vinyl and send it over here, I believe it's a little, uh, a little more costly than for us to send it over there. So already, it's like, all right, they need a distro and everything to send the records over here and stuff. So that that's already unfortunate because I was like, oh, like I want to look for vinyls. Like, oh, they're not even in the U.S. So even if they do have vinyl, I probably wouldn't pick up a single vinyl. Be a little yeah, expensive, I guess. And the issue I think when you're in Europe is that most people i'm pretty sure source their vinyl from the czech republic i could be wrong about that but it, it, yeah, I feel like yeah that's, that's, where, that's my that, that's my understanding yeah so the, the factories are yep so anywho um yeah let's go ahead and give him a track i think we should go ahead and i was going to give him shrike initially but since we both like helen keller is teaching me yes, how to talk to boys the helen that's, keller yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a less i'll just say uh, but preface it by saying this is not like the math core song on the album like it's sort of no. but it's just it's a fucking earwig and you need to hear it and it's going to make you like the band more and you're going to want to hear the rest of the album and uh, know that Absolutely. if you need something that's got a little bit more technical flair they've got that for you too so we're going to go ahead and play um we're going to go ahead and play helen keller is teaching me how to talk to boys which is track three from <clears throat> death goals new full-length album the horrible and the miserable and that came out on June 4th of 2021. Here we go.
fuck, that is so nasty. Amazing. So good. Really, really catchy. So that was uh, Helen Keller is teaching me how to talk to boys, which is track three from The Horrible and the Miserable, which is the new album from Death Coles that came out on June 4th. So the next band, excuse me, I need to clear my throat very quickly. All good, dude. So the next band we're going to talk about is Circuit Circuit. Circuit Circuit are a mathcore trio from Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And they just released their debut self-titled EP on May 25th. Speaking of sassy... Um, Dude, I was just... (laughs) Yes. And hand claps and uh, boots and cats and disco beats and just rock and roll over every song. Uh, I was... I was just going to say a lot of rock and roll, man. Some good fucking, this is pretty dancey, pretty fun. Extremely dancey EP. Um, there's, there's kind of like not a lot of content. I mean, it's only four songs, so there's really not a lot to speak on per se, but, um, this is definitely a super promising debut effort. And again, just sass and rock all over this thing. It also took, Oh, the equation works. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there, man, for sure. For sure. And I didn't realize this was a, a, a three-piece initially, and B, I didn't realize, it took me a couple listens to realize the the drums are programmed, so kudos there. Didn't... Er? Yeah, they got one over on me. I did not pick up on that initially. They're pretty convincing. Um, that does beg the question, well though. Well done, Circuit Circuit. Yeah, well no done. doubt. Exactly. Um, very convincing. But I, I, that does beg the question, though, is Circuit Circuit more of an internet project, or the, do they intend to do this live eventually? Yeah. What I got to say is they really reminded me loads of Steak Sauce Mustache, which I know is a very specific, like, newer point of reference, but um, it's almost at the point that sometimes I feel like I'm listening to Steak Sauce, you know? This is, this, this, you bringing this up, this is the perfect episode for us to bring this up, because we literally just said Steak Sauce a million times and rock a million times Mm -hmm. before this Mm -hmm. band, so just moving on from that point, I guess, yeah. Wait, and I totally agree with you, very rocky, just like them, Um, a good fucking time, party, just, it's it's a very fun uh, EP, and I mean, I could take another four tracks and have this as an uh, eight-track, you know, release, that's how, that's how much I enjoyed it, you know, I'd, I'd take more. It is. I mean, I mean, other. I would take more as well. It is more. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would. Mm-hmm. I would take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, this shit is fucking good, man. Very, very promising. I pretty much liked all these songs, but I think track one, typeface, certainly does start off strong with that MIDI version of the intro riff that they utilize in a very similar way to the number twelve looks like you on Mongrel. It's like, yep. Basically, they robbed the introduction to Mongrel and. <laughs> like the premise anyway using like the midi riff and them actually playing the riff um uh i i, I enjoyed a uh, words of a uh, mouth words of mouth that's the best track favorite track that's the best track on the ep i have to agree i think that words Word. of mouth is my favorite track and it just really it channels that early aught sound but again those hand claps all the blood brothers and uh, but with more oh, it's of, great, man. Yeah, it's fucking great. But a bit more modern flavor, of course. You know, like much of these, all these mathcore adjacent or mathcore bands, they're, you know, they're, they're kind of <coughs> all kind of getting a modern take. Excuse me. Yep. All kind of giving a modern take. Um, 
I liked uh, I liked track two quite a bit too. Solve. I, I felt like that was a, a super sassy rock and roll number interspersed with some uh, interspersed rather with some occasional diminished runs and chromatic lines and just loads of sweet whammy. Lots of whammy all yeah. over this EP. Um, yeah, I thought Prey was pretty good too. Since we're talking about every track at this point. Uh, yeah, might as well bring up the other track. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that that in particular that song is where I was really getting the steak sauce vibes. Like, they basically like took the exact song flow from "Eat What We Kill for You," or I can't actually remember the, the name of the fucking song. That's the titch- That's like the line from the song. But anyway, it, they're just like really borrowing from that, and it kind of just really drives that comparison home for me. So, <laughs> the term sass court was the biggest mistake of my life oh my god that is uh there are some pretty good sass uh sass core memes getting dropped here oh uh, connie the chat, connie so. connie yeah it's you i don't know i'll have to edit this later but it's yeah it's like you didn't invent the genre like pretty sure blood brothers yeah. are the one who said that first initially people have been saying it on last fm for years so you also, you also, on your, uh, you also have a song that says "Don't call us a screamo band," which you're just asking people to call you a screamo band. So that's another thing. Just wanted to put that out there. All right, let's not talk shit on Connie because I, I do. I didn't. <laughs> I, well, you can take that out too. You can take that out too. We're gonna that's have why to. I put it right beside we're gonna, yours. We're gonna have that's to. That's why I put it beside yours. This is an embarrassing moment for Math Core Index. <laughs> All right. Shut up, everybody. Literally, no one has All said right, anything. They're letting us get away. Yeah, with I this know, right I know, now. I know, I know. Yeah. So let's move good. on. Um. Uh, <laughs> I am a screamo band. Huh, you, you definitely are. True. So um, we're going to go ahead and play for you Words of Mouth, since we both, uh, both agree that's a good song. Uh, and that's track yeah, three from... Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, that, that's a good one. And that's track three from Circuit Circuit's uh, debut self-titled EP, which came out on May 25th. Here we go. But you're gonna love this. We got a surprise for you, Sydney. Yeah, you're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby.
All right, so that was Words of Mouth, which is track three from Circuit Circuit's debut self-titled EP, and that came out on May 25th. Good shit. Right, just a little banger. Yeah, I they should definitely mm-hmm. yep. get a, a drummer and play some shows because that shit was good. Agreed. I'm seeing them get all kinds of love online too, from like Fall Fifty Feet and um, Dow Boys and some of the other indie bands. So cool to see that. Always love to see the community fucking raising each other up. So let's see here. Uh, not ready to give you release radar just yet. Need a couple moments on that. So we're going to talk about Scumfire next. Nice. So Scumfire are a chaotic hardcore quintet, <laughs> quartet from Buffalo, New York. Uh, we've discussed this band on a previous podcast. And one funny footnote that I'll just get out right away is that the band features Chris Lombardi, which is brother of Rich Lombardi of the Sawtooth Grin. Shut Local Kiss. Uh, you know this, Levi. We had this discussion last time. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was a very big we'll point of conversation. Had... We probably already have a conversation about how I'm not much for the name of the band either. It's such a weird combination. Scumfire. It reminds me of Spitfire Wheels from skateboarding. That's why. I don't know why. It is. Anyways. I think that's actually uh, maybe a valid criticism. It's pretty too. It's too close to Spitfire, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. It's just every time I read Scumfire, I'm like, Spitfire. Spitfire, but anyway, that's just know, my. Also, that's yeah, that's like such a, a minor fucking hang up. The uh, although yeah. I mean, it kind of yep. garbage. Garbage fire is not a good band name, so I think Scumfire is it's, it's a good compromise. But yo, back to back to the Lombardi, Lombardi connection. Uh, there, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it's just a connection, I guess. As okay. we established last time, it's it's cool to see that there's an extreme music connection within that family. Uh, you know, obviously massive respect uh from math index to rich and all of his previous projects many of them being uh extremely seminal or at, at least uh, what i would consider to be important in the underground canon and uh certainly one of the yeah and certainly one of the most impressive high vocal range screams of any any vocalist out there i mean you give him the pepsi challenge against rich and, and there, there really is nobody better who does that high shrieky you know scream like that there's just nobody who does it that way it, quite as good um so anyway yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> so yeah anyway let's not get all fixated on on a rich that we have a very easy tendency to do that but uh chris is the uh the, mem- the lombardi in this band and uh by comparison to scumfire's last release i think this new release is a bit less i don't want to say less aggressive but it's uh it's less like angular and chaotic than the last release anyway, you know? Uh, I would say it's definitely got more of a kind of like a, like a hardcore punk kind of feel to it in a way. I don't even know if that would be the right way to describe it. It was just, um, I guess like a more of like a driving, uh, steady, fast, steady, fast pace, I guess. I mean, I feel Um, like they, yeah, not really angular. Yeah, no, totally. I feel like there's less of that on the CP, uh, I feel like they've always been kind of hardcore from my perspective, uh, hardcore punk leaning just in Absolutely. general. But yeah. uh, on this particular EP, my feelings were is that it, they're going in a more sludgy and doomier direction. I mean, one of the songs is even called Doom. So it's like it's it's clear that they're kind <laughs> of um, they're starting to do that. But that being said, you can fucking tell this band is from Buffalo. Like it's it's the every time I die influence, as we've just established, is just fucking inescapable within our scene. Like every there's so many, there's a million fucking Keith Buckley ripoffs out there right now, uh, so it's it's just there is a unique, 
there's a unique fusion going on here in this release, dude. You're absolutely right how you described it a little, like, doomy, you and, know? And sludgy, even. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, sludgy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I dig it. I see them. I dig it. Yeah, they're kind of going in a little, uh, it's a little bit more um, reserved or restrained, I guess, maybe is, is another word for it. Um, but again, the every time I die influence, I think, still permeates this just nonetheless because of the guitar tones. It's like that same, like, crunchy Marshall tone that you get from uh from jordan and andy word um yeah and i just i'm craving a full length from these guys i feel like what they're sort of lacking is a good full length album with like solid production like that like just sounds huge i think they've got tremendous potential uh to get big i think they just need to like record a full length and just pitch it to a fucking label like death wish because this has got Death Wish written fucking all over it, man. Hmm. That is a that is a good suggestion to follow. Saying. Yeah. Yep. Um. I I gotta be honest with you. I didn't pick a uh, a favorite track. Uh. All in all, I would like to say that this was uh just a really enjoyable EP, just to blast through. Um. Uh, but yeah, nothing. It kind of blends together though, maybe a little. Really, like, you know, yeah, and it wasn't like you know the most math corey thing. So yeah, I, I guess I just I I, I just kind of look at my notes. I'm like, oh shit, I uh, I didn't write a, a favorite track down. Totally. To be so. fair, I don't think that they're like repping being a math core band at all. I think they just like they consider themselves like a hardcore metalcore band. You know, one or, one yeah. or both of those yeah. things. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, it's not even a. It's not. Even, I'm not even pointing it out that I didn't write it down. I actually just happened to notice I didn't write one down. I'm like, oh wow, that's interesting. I didn't. I usually like that's the first thing I write down. Okay, no, uh, I, what sticks out to me, you know. So I maybe I, I'm just projecting because I didn't really particularly latch on to any of these songs either. Um, I didn't feel like this was a strong a batch of songs as I did as the last one, I guess. Word. I mean, again, Word. I that be, all that being said, as I said a minute ago, I still think they've got tremendous potential, though. So, um, good release. Yeah, totally. Like you know, worthy of covering and everything. Absolutely. Maybe just stylistically, not as much for me on this this go round. Uh, but again, if you like, every time I die, converge and uh, Gaza, maybe you know, just for sort of lacking, stretching for a third comparison there. But they've got mm-hmm. that kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, converge obviously. Gaza's drawing heavily from them. Enough said. So uh, I think uh, The Obsolete Man, the lead single, is the track we should give them. I'll I'll take it. Hell yeah. Let's do that one. So we're going to go ahead and play for you The Obsolete Man, which is track four from Scumfire's new EP, Trash Film. (laughs) And um, I didn't get a release date on that one second. And that came out on May 21st. Here we go.
yeah, that's definitely the ripper of the EP for sure. See, I oh, uh, Wolfson in the chat uh, just uh, suggested uh, trap them. That is another band that I absolutely. would say they sound a lot like. Yep, good job. Absolutely, yeah, hell yeah, super accurate. Yeah, I feel like that that single gave me like what I wanted, but just overall the rest of the EP wasn't um you know, it just didn't didn't hit me the same as that song, I guess. Word. So next we're gonna talk about Vorvan. Or Vorvan. 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 <laughs> it's sort of up in the air. Um so Vorvan, I'll just say Vor let's say Vorvan. <laughs> I haven't really decided, apparently. I should have looked this up. Um, so, Vorvan are a chaotic hardcore this band the, from... This from Russia, right? That's correct, yeah. They're from Russia, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me yell at my wife. Yeah, get your Russian wife in here. Let's go. Hey, Veronica. Means animal, I think. Check it looks like. All right, my wife is informing me that uh, she's like, "Oh, there's an R." She's like, "That's not a Russian word." It's Czech. So she's like, "Yeah." That's interesting. Yeah, they're from the Russian Federation. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I just had to ask. I thought I was like, "Yeah, fuck it. If we're gonna butcher it. I might as well just fucking ask my wife quickly." On this episode of Mathcast, does research on the band they're talking about live on the podcast? <laughs> Do you know how many times I just point out words to my wife? I'm like, "Hey, hey, what is this? What is this? What is this right here?" Like that kind of thing. It's true. There's a lot we of are screamo, So I'm. Dude, I, I fucking point at things all the time. Like, uh, anyways, I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking monkey. <laughs> my wife. Nice, Jeff. Very good. Um, so let's see. It was quite a quite a tangent there. So um, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed uh, Vorvan's uh, 2016 album, Once Love Was Lost, quite a bit. Despite the fact it was drawing very, very heavily from Converge. Uh, I, I think, once again, this is another band that's just drawing so heavily from the Converge sound that they could... In the Death Witch sound, like it could be on the label almost, you know. Um, but this, yeah, this new material though uh, is notably a lot thrashier and almost progressive, though, wouldn't you say? Uh, I would say thrashy for sure. Uh, so I, I would literally would describe it as uh, moshy and thrashy uh, at, at times. Uh, also, dude, I don't. The Converge thing is all over. I will. I will be honest with you. Uh, and I had to shake that off because I felt the same with Scumfire so much. Uh, but man, uh, overall, this was fucking pummeling, dude. I really enjoyed it. Um, lyrics were fucking badass. Uh, it was a, it was a great album. I uh, I, I still need to uh, go back and actually physically purchase and pick this one up. This is another one that needs to be in the collection. Yeah, it's um, it's got its ups and downs for me. I, I definitely find myself getting a bit bored in the middle of the album in particular, I, I just feel like the runtime okay. was, I feel like the runtime was too bloated. Just to say it flat out. It's there's too much shit lengthy. on this album. It's 56 yeah. minutes long. You know there's there's yeah. too much material here. It's, it's like, it's Oh a, shit. It really, yeah, it's love. It's laborious to get through in my opinion. I mean, as much all as, right. I'll get, all right. You know, I mean, I'll as, much as, it, as much as, as much as I like, 
I mean, yeah, for a metalcore album, as much as I like love, not even, I don't want to say love, that's pretty strong. As much as I enjoy the beginning of the album, uh, I, I felt like it just, the middle of the album takes such a steep dip before you get to those like third to last and second to last tracks, which is where the album picks up again. Word. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, so this would be, I, I, I jammed this album twice and, uh, and went and did my notes through that. So I really didn't digest it as much. You know, it's not like one that I purchased on Bandcamp and, you know, kind of had time to jam with a lot more. Fair um, enough. And I'll be honest, some 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 wear on me more than others. And like the like circuit circuit, I that was on my fucking playlist for a, a while. Like I've been jamming those guys like even before I, I think we decided to do circuit circuit, you know. Um, but, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, overall, overall, it was a it was a, it was a great it was a good listen. Um, like I said, it's you're definitely going to get your money's worth. Uh, fucking damn near an hour worth of fucking music. So <laughs> it's a lot of music. I, I think that if you're needing something that's a bit more like on the silosis spectrum for lack of a fucking better descriptor just something if you like progressive thrash nah silosis silosis that right? is a, that's a spot on yeah i don't even really like listen to that band but i just that was like what was jumping out in my head just stylistically speaking i'm not like a big fan of silosis but that that jumped out at me big time um, um, maybe like Darkest Hour. A, did... You listen to Darkest Hour. There's a bunch of Darkest Hour all over the. Yeah, I ever listen to Darkest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured as much, but um, yeah. The the end of this album, there's there's loads of that melodic metalcore, uh, at the gates type, fucking you know Swedish riffs, that kind Word. of shit. Um, I uh I did I did write a favorite track down. Uh, I felt Hyenas was a uh, uh, my favorite track. For sure. This is an instance where I don't have a track selected. Actually, I did not take the time to select a track, so we can we can go with. Um, you said hyenas. Trust Levi on this one. Yep, hyenas. Yeah. Yeah, I actually I do recall that being a good one. Um, I. It's a ripper. Okay, actually, I do have a track written down. I felt like the greatest threat, track ten, was probably the most well-rounded and ear-catching track on the album, as I was saying earlier. The second to last, uh, third to last, and second to last track are the, some of the best shit on the album, and the greatest threat was the the third to last, and um, yeah, I just felt like that was really well rounded, really uh, ear catching. It kind of like wakes you up on the second leg of that album, helps you like shake off, um, or helped me shake off whatever I found was boring. I just was spacing out, uh, and I, I think it's probably the strongest representation of what this band can do, and it's uh, I also felt like it's the one of the more original tunes. I feel like Hyenas is maybe pulling from other bands pretty heavily. And I felt like on The Greatest Threat, it's like they're doing something that's actually kind of more unique. Um, they even managed to fit in some singing on this track, which I felt like was particularly, uh, was, was executed pretty well. And uh, they even managed to make it work in like a cattle decapitation type way, you know, like a, a sung yet screamed anthem using the titular line of the song. So I felt like that was a pretty fucking a pretty clutch moment for them. Damn, you just got a second win with this band. You just yeah, kind of came out of the uh yeah, I I totally I'm just remembering that. my thoughts okay. on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Uh well said, man. I got nothing else to say really. Cool. Um well, if you don't mind then maybe let's give them uh, the greatest threat. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you sold me. I, all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you can go on Bandcamp and hit play and it'll it'll play Hyenas. So if you want to hear something that's a bit more um 
I was going to say, it goes right to hyenas, so yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you want to hear something that's a bit more on the accessible side or something more, a little more familiar, you, you may want to check that one out first. Um, but for the podcast, we're going to give you this one. So we're going to go ahead and play um, The Greatest Threat, which is track 10 from Vorvan's new album, which is called Awakened, and that came out on May 28th. Here we go. Oh, my God. 
just loads of melodic metalcore all over that track. I kind of uh, so I agree with you on the darkest hour. Uh, kind of a yeah, kind of like a heaven shall burn. It was kind of reminding me of too. So how how thrashy yet blasty it was. Uh, good. It was a good. That was a good track, man. I'm glad we didn't do hyenas. That was a good one. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I, I feel like that was um, maybe a bit more rewarding. Just so deep into the album, and I, I felt like maybe they kind of did that to their detriment. I feel like they could have. They could have shed at least two of the songs from the middle of this fucking album. Some of them are just so long. And jumping into that track a bit sooner would have been helpful, I think, for turning more people onto them, to this new album anyway. Because I feel like, just overall, I don't quite enjoy this album as much as the last one. But, um, yeah, that, that song, it certainly does have a lot of good moments. Like, really fucking rad moments. Good, good riffs. Really solid, but just big fucking riffs, man. Yep. Um, and not like uh, not ones that just feel super recycled, like most guy Gottenberg riffs are. So, um, what's uh, next? We're gonna give you your release radar, actually, for the month of June. Oh snap! Snapper dude. <laughs> So it wasn't an incredibly heavy month, but uh, we did have The Horrible and the Miserable by Death Coles. As we were saying earlier, one of our favorite albums of the year so far. Uh, Oratorio by Funeral Singer, which we'll be talking about in a future episode. Praxis One, Turbine Blade Gore by Dreg. That one's making the rounds online right now. If you use Twitter, you're probably seeing lots of people talk about that. The internet, uh, Intercontinental Split with The Sound That Ends Creation and Focus Right. Focus Rights, rather. <laughs> Hell yeah. We'll be talking about that next episode as well. Uh, the Problem with Immortality by Dying Whale, who just played Math Corindex Fest 2021. Terminal by Tim and Negru, which is a uh, cybergrind project from Humboldt County, uh, kind of a math core project. We'll be talking about them in the future, too, I assume. Okay. Liberation from a Brutalist Existence by Wanderer, which is also uh, slated for the end of this episode. Violent Ways by Sideshow Cinema. I don't know that we'll end up talking about that release overall, but wanted to mention it on the, uh, the roundup at the very least. Phantom Indigo. And the reason, the reason I say that is just because we are so fucking behind. I mean, we've, we've got like two episodes worth of content planned out from this one right now, so... We're kind of just like struggling to, yeah. to keep up with all the good stuff that's coming out in the summer. Um, yeah, uh, Phantom Indigo by Sepetus, which is featuring members of uh, Piron. So definitely go fuck with that. Uh, Unraveled by Orphan Donor. A little lukewarm on that one. Um, I guess I'm just lukewarm on this episode in general on a lot of things, but uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. I just. <laughs> I feel like we, we both kind of were having the same sort of reaction to that, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, just comparing releases, uh, it just didn't grab me as much. It uh, didn't have as, uh, I guess, as much uh, gas in the tank as I was expecting. Um, uh, lengthy, tra- uh, lengthy tracks, nothing really grabbed me 
you know, just, you know, little small things. I don't uh, like the sludge yeah. side of their sound quite as much as I like the grind and screamo side of the sound, I think, is the issue. I'll, I would take, I would just take all the grind and screamo, absolutely, yeah. I um, hate it this just turned into, like, a review of, <laughs> of Orphan Donor's new album that we should probably just be talking about on the podcast, but yeah, it just, it did not hit me quite the same way. Maybe I need to give it another yeah, spin, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, album artwork is fucking sick of shit. That is definitely true. That is yep. definitely true. Yeah. Yep. Um. And uh, I'm not not, not going to reveal that right now. <laughs> I've got something that's kind of pertaining to this that we're holding back, like content-wise, but I can't talk about it just yet because it hasn't even been edited. So we'll talk about it another time. Sorry for the tease. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Okay. I'm not even sure that you know about this. Uh, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't even know what. I'm like, why are you? Okay. Um, <laughs> just that sit on that one. <laughs> the, 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 actually, I think the Discord knows. That our Patreon supporters know. Cause I've, I've talked about it before. Um, nah. But, uh, nah? <laughs> oh, shit. Here's some, uh, here's some Mathcore news for you. Uh, see you next Tuesday is teasing a comeback yet again so there's that <laughs> Levi doesn't seem especially confident I no I actually was trying I was thinking of a way to tell you this uh, I actively for the last few weeks have been deeply deeply combing the internet trying to find that picture that they had on their on oh, their from MySpace for a while from Arcado when Where Fox, has got Fox his and I are, cho- hand around. are choking each other. Yeah, exactly. I have my hand around his neck and he has his hand around my neck and it's like yeah, it's like it has it has the full the full crowd and it has the full the full band because they were the, some uh somebody was like up in the staircase because it was in, the, in just in the living room. Sony was like had the best like little shot there. But yeah, I, I can't I mean, it used to be so easy to find. I just I've got to be it, like dude. You know, Google. Hold on. Huh? Everyone, stand by. If you do have it, if you do have it, that would be great. You need to send that to no, me. Doug, I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it in the chat right now. Stand by. I mean this. Hold up. If you do have it, that'd be amazing. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, I didn't know about the teasing. Uh, did they? T- how they tease it on their Instagram or how they? Drop they that been, news. See you next Tuesday. Has honestly been teasing a return forever, and they've just like never executed it. I don't know what Bastards. the deal is. Yeah, I know. So I think a lot of people are like super skeptical and sort of rightfully so when a band, you know, says so many times like the sawtooth grin that they're coming back and then I hate I hate I hate the fucking open question. Hey, what if we did this? (laughs) <laughs> and then nothing ever fucking happens. Oh, it's it's so like, funny. Wait, I mean, did you not get enough reactions? Like, what the fuck? What was that? Were you planning to do that? Like, what's going on? Like, Maybe not. Maybe they that. didn't. Maybe they were trying to gauge interest. That's a really poor way of gauging interest for anything. But I'm also totally guilty of doing that, like, just two weeks ago with something I'm teasing. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an offender, apparently. Big things coming. Big yep. things yep. coming, dog. Things coming. You just wait, dog. Just, it's coming. <laughs> It's gonna be good. Like this fucking picture yep. I'm trying to find that I can't find right now. Oh my god, this is killing yeah. Me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I have all kinds of cool pictures. I really from hope uh, is backed up, but not this one apparently. I guess I, I guess all I'm requesting is that Drew and Fox be involved, right? Because that would be the most important part. Oh yeah, right I, if those it's two. Yeah. If you don't have those two, I don't think you really have. See you next Tuesday. Well. I mean, I guess it could, it could be dwindled down to Drew. 
that because because you know the bass and the drums have, oh, have been shit. rotating pieces for a while. So here we go. Bada bing, bada boom. Shut the fuck up! How yeah, do you like dude! me now? Nice. <laughs> How do you like? So in this Look picture. This is really not a good podcast uh, subject because you cannot see this picture. But in, this is from like 2011, and it's got Nick Prozo and Quaid Ross from Antarctica and Levi choking Chris Fox and just a bunch of humble people in the picture. It's fucking great, dude. Such a fucking great night. Oh, I guess I guess he's like trying to grab me still, and I'm choking him. God, look at that. Oh, that's great, man. Look, I love how we both remembered it every- incorrectly. That 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 was the best show that you weren't that you didn't make it to. Thanks. Why don't you rub it in a bit more? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, I'm just gonna say one thing, just for just for the chat, we can take us out. This show literally was a local grind band, uh, a slaughterbox, and then it was just see you next Tuesday, Rose Funeral in their early days, like right after Crucify Kill Rot, uh, and before everything else, and then fucking um, uh, uh this or the apocalypse i believe yeah this or the apocalypse but uh god it was a fucking crazy night in the living room for sure good time that's yeah fucking thanks for dude thank you for finding that do you i (laughs) where did you have that like in a file like where do you do you have a homies file like shut the fuck up dude my boy okay uh, thank you, I Christian. We I got a bunch of sick photos. Out, but thank you. <laughs> no, no, we'll leave it in. Wow. It's great. Uh, this is good content. Oh, this is so good, dude. You, li- I've seriously damn near a month, dude. I've been looking <laughs> for this picture. That's so funny. Yeah. Because, because, because there was a time when they had their MySpace and they actually put the See You Next Tuesday logo underneath, and that was their like cover for a while. It was like me and Fox getting at it. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> Dude, miss those days. So miss I just dropped days. for the people listening to this absolutely fucking insufferable conversation about pictures I'm dropping in the chat. I just put one in there of Levi doing a spin kick. I'm actually in this picture too behind Nick Zombie. Oh my god, that was. Uh, and by the way, same fucking hoodie. That was like when I first like started <laughs> hardcore dancing. That was like the beginning of my hardcore dancing career. Was that show basically? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. I was I like a late you came bloomer out of to nowhere. That. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, this this feels amazing. This is, like, the most liberating thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah. I think I, like, I, yeah, that was that was a good night. I was, yeah. Oh, how riding. Yeah, yeah, damn near. Uh, yeah, uh, dude, I got to tell you, uh, thank you for this. That that was amazing. This is a, this is this is the shit. I can't believe you have these photos. <laughs> I got to grip other ones, but I, I won't torment. Uh, <laughs> I won't torment our supporters with this any longer. Um. What were we even uh, fucking talking right. about before this? Oh, we're um, talking about See You Next Tuesday so teasing we... a comeback. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, anything else for the releases? I think we're pretty much... Uh, for the, no, that wasn't for the releases. I was just trying to think about what if some other uh, news was. Oh, fucking both vocalists of Sleep Sculptor departing the band. They are leaving oh on... Oh my god, I'm so glad we didn't forget about this. Yeah, I mean, they're departing on amicable terms, but it's just like the other members are like adamantly going to continue with the band and it's just as like i mean of course kudos to them for wanting to continue on the project but i see that as a major obstacle to lose the what is arguably the most defining characteristic of the band which is the the dual vocalists i think they're okay, gonna I, I think they're gonna have a hard time getting momentum going or keeping it going it's an interesting way to go about it. I love the fucking positivity in it. Absolutely. Uh, that they are like, they're this, you know, he's going here. He's focusing on this. They, they, they totally 
their in their in their like you know message it was you know uh we have no problem with these guys right. everything's cool but then it's like at the end they're like but their vocals were so fucking good that we had to fucking put out this banger of a single and it's like <laughs> it's it's a great fucking single but it's like that's like they say that they're like when they they, they, they fucking killed it so bad so it's just like you're oh, i don't even know how you that's just so weird to do that mic drop like, after the single i guess that's that's all we get yeah i'm, I'm yeah. kind of bumming about it i'm not gonna lie um it's like you're asking for like one last kiss after you broke up or something like that it's so but, weird it's let's like, not, can i just get one more kiss but let's not like uh let's not discount you know what the other members are capable of you know they uh they could very well come through with something really sick and you know get a get a new vocalist and it could it could turn out to be a, a silver lining kind of deal for them so we'll the see. Something about the thing. The thing is about Sleep Sculptor is I feel it is a despised icon equation where they are. I mean, the the chaos and the the sweetness of that band is. I mean, naturally they they play crushing music. You know, there's other band members, but there was those two went back and forth, and you could tell there was two fucking vocalists, and there was chaos in Sleep Sculptor that I really enjoyed. So I really hope that you know they. I mean. You know, if they, they, they have one strong vocalist, that's fine. But damn, sure do hope they double it up again. Sure that's nice. like, yeah, it, literally they're going to have to get two new vocalists to like please anybody. I think that would be the only logical thing that would like, <laughs> that would sate their audience at this point would be to fully fucking get two new vocalists just to keep that going. But I don't think that they can continue. Oh, yeah. I, what, what my concern is, or at least what my concern from uh, being in their shoes would be, is how are we going to continue performing music that had Hunter and Ben? Like, how do you... Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They were ravenous dogs together. Listen to most of those tracks. It's just like they're yapping at each other. It's like, it's really good, dude. I, it is good. The, and it the gives them time they... to deliver better performances, I think, track to track and live, too. There's more breathing room for the vocalist. Oh, your your vocals must be so much stronger for. I mean, yeah, it's, there's some perks to it, man, for sure. And I mean, like, what you just got one more mic. It's not like you're got to fucking fit a whole other fucking stack in, you know, because you need that third guitarist. You know, it's just like oh, it's just another fucking microphone. I mean, it's almost like the fucking songs are written around the vocal parts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Yeah, uh, I wonder that about sometimes with uh, like like especially earlier despised icon shit where right. I mean it was all about you know uh, anyways. So. Yeah, it kind of does seem like maybe occasionally, uh, sort of catering to that. What else? Yeah. Um, there's another release we're going to end up talking about later that I just want to quickly mention uh, is Utopia, and it's featuring it's kind of like an internet project that features Lee Fisher of Psyopus and Fawn Limbs. And uh, on another track, or several of the other tracks, it features Chris Penny of the Dillinger Escape Plan. So Very cool. Yeah, very promising kind of collaborative um, project, Utopia, they'll probably end up talking about. Delta Sleep announced a new album. Uh, yeah. And released a new live session for The Detail. So you can check that out. More math rock. Mm, I guess that's about it. So that was your release radar for the month of June and your MathCore news as well. Scoop-a-doo. Sorry, one, just double-checking that. There's, I feel like there is one other thing I wanted to mention. Anything dark trail 
Um, oh yeah, uh, thank you for saying that. Actually, uh, yeah, today we just announced that we're releasing Wilziax's new EP. I don't feel anything. Just coming out on September seventeenth. We're putting it out on twelve-inch vinyl and CD. And the B side of the twelve-inch vinyl features their twenty nineteen EP, "The Raw Congenital Process." So I'm really fucking stoked to be putting that one out. And uh, that is the shit, man. The icing on the cake for this release, though, is that it was mastered by Zach Weeks at God City Studio. So this is the first Dark Trail release to have any affiliation with God City Studio. That's so super proud. Shit, man. Yeah, very, very, yeah. very stoked. It's fucking good material. Some of it you've already heard on their Math Coindex Fest 2020 uh, live stream set. So go check that out if you want to get a sort of an early peek at some of the material that'll be on the EP. And I'm, I'm stoked because the B side again has the rock and genital process, which is just one of my favorite fucking releases of that year. So what can I, and then a uh, Pac-Man, the movie, right? Oh yeah. Um, we also announced uh Pac-Man, the movie that's actually coming out uh, this week on Thursday. Uh, what is that? The 23rd, 22nd. So you can go check that out as well. Uh, that's also out on 12 inch final, which is currently sold out, but I don't know. Maybe by the time this airs, there might be more. You never know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We found a box of vinyl, everybody. <laughs> That's not how it works, Christian. <laughs> everybody, it's not how it works. We, it was. I I put it in the the cupboard and I forgot about it. <laughs> and then I found them and now you will buy them. <laughs> I put them in the cupboard. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> I had them in the piggy bank. <laughs> All right, I'm just being obnoxious now. I'm sorry. Yeah. So let's uh, moving right along here. Moving right along, right on down the road. I'm gonna keep it going. Okay. So next, we're gonna talk about Wanderer. And Wanderer are a chaotic hardcore band from Twin Cities, Minnesota. And uh, this is tough as fuck chaotic hardcore and metalcore, sludge and grind and entombed core. Just about every fucking yeah. direction you can think of in, in extreme music, uh, including some old school death metal influence even. Um, or at least that's kind of like started to permeate their sound on this record with the vocals. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, man, it was just this uh, crazy, like, uh, just basically what you're describing. Uh, I, I'm just getting, like, uh, it was ultimately just this bashing of, like, Norma Jean meets, like, Full of Hell. So, yeah, definitely that Entombed core, you know, going on. Uh, it, 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 I, this this album was, uh, you've, you sent me this a while back, or this might have been one where you were just posting about, but the album cover itself really fucking grabbed me. And I want to say right off the bat, I love the album artwork. Uh but this album is uh, the description. What do they say? Um, other than false grind, what was a? Uh, it's something math. Remedial mathcore. Like, remedial mathcore. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know what, guys? I guess sure. <laughs> like the mathcore. Like, there's really not that much. I I feel like they shifted away from that. That was like more present in their earlier material, and I feel like this newer material is way more HM2 fueled hardcore. You know. Like they've gone like yeah. a different. They've pivoted slightly. I mean that the math. There's still like some math core language and some odd meters here and there, but this is more of uh, you know it's a little more straightforward, I guess. 
I do want to say that um, the, there's a lot of collaboration. I like get there's guest vocals. There's uh, a lot of uh, vocal uh, appearances Good going guest on, vocals. like features. Um, it, great guest vocals. So I want to say right off the bat, uh, the guest vocals in uh, Simone. Simone. Yeah. And then Marionette. Holy fucking shit! That is some special secret sauce for those. Um, big, I, I both really big highlights. Those two tracks. Those are yes. both huge um, highlights for sure. Favorite track on the album, uh, even though I just mentioned those two, I felt Bloom. Uh, yeah. For myself, uh, just it just started with such a fucking groove, and that's the thing with this this album. Um, overall, we you know we talked about just you know the, you know, all the other sides, but uh, just there's just a groove to this man it's head bobby the whole way through um i i really enjoyed this release it's fucking solid it's really really good honestly yeah. i i found myself kind of shying away from it initially but with yeah. more spin with subsequent listens i started to really fucking get into the good the groove of this record it's uh they're a really versatile band i i feel like this was a good as much as it's like a pivot away from like what i enjoy more like traditionally i feel like this was still a, a good pivot nonetheless. Like they've, this album's Absolutely. fucking strong. It's super diverse yet very cohesive, really managing to skillfully work in all different kinds of extreme subgenres and put them together in a way that fucking makes sense. Word. It's just, it's really fucking um, well executed. Yeah. Um, they do have uh, physicals. They got they got vinyl. They got tapes for this bad boy. I mean, definitely go out and support them. And I mean, I, I think this overall uh, uh, track one to the to the end. Uh, this is a, just a solid ripper of a fucking album. I think it's uh, definitely worth having on tape or vinyl. Dude, their vinyl is seventeen fucking dollars. I'm about to buy it right now. That is that is crazy, and it's fucking colored too. I'm yeah, literally buying nice. it right now as we're doing the podcast. This is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, he yeah, doing it. Fine shit. <laughs> What's your password? What do you got going on over there? It What's is your email? Schlink my doink four twenty sixty nine. I know four twenty sixty nine is probably involved as it's much because you're a child. It's an everybody's so password, <laughs> right? Everybody. Don't you all it's do not that? Mine. No. Okay. No. Mine right. is no. <laughs> anyway. Um. So, uh, yeah, this fucking Marionette, I gotta agree with you. That's like one of the moshier songs, really channeling that, again, Death Wish Inc. sound. The, again, yep. another band saying a lot of kind of similar things to other bands on this episode, but this Death this could have been on Death Wish had it been pitched in the right way, I think. I also liked. That uh, might have been the second or third band that Christian said that about this episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, just this has got Death Wish written all over it once again. I, I agree with you, Bloom. That was a very catchy and angular uh, introduction to that song. I think all the way through, actually, that, that groove is, is just very head-bobby, as you were saying. Uh, Simone, mm -hmm. because, again, that, that Molly feature from Closet Witch, that's one of the best moments Ooh. on the record, too, for sure, that moment when her vocals yep. come in. I also It's like they, they wrote that moment just for Molly. I also really mm -hmm. liked... Both tracks, oh, yeah. Yeah. I also really liked uh, Abrasion... Which is uh, like the math core number, I think, too. Like it's got the stuttering main riff. Um, but since we both agree that Bloom is like a real big highlight, I think we should actually give them that track instead. Let's give them Bloom. Cool. So we're going to go ahead and play for you Bloom, which is 
track four from Wanderer's new full-length album, which is called Liberation from a Brutalist Existence. What a fucking good title. And that came out on June 18th. Here we go. God, that, that song kind of like flows into the next one too which is um, it does kinda it's nice it's got that yeah yeah it's got that continual uh, playback feel to the album yeah definitely uh, yeah really really enjoying this album for sure so that was Bloom which is track four from Wanderer's new full length album that's called Liberation from a Brutalist Existence and that came out on June 18th Fucking good shit. Yeah, absolutely. So next, we're going to talk about the four-way split from Possession 1981, Geister Farr, D.B. Cooper, and Agent Mulder. Uh, Possession 1981, Geister Farr, D.B. Cooper, and Agent Mulder are a three-piece black and hardcore band from Detroit, a four-piece deathcore math grind band from Boston, a four-piece mathcore band from Chatham, New York. Is it Chatham or Chatham, New York? <laughs> Chatham? Chatham? Let's say Chatham. Yeah, whatever yeah, I said, it, it's Chatham. wrong. Three, let's say Chatham. And that's a, uh, a three-piece metalcore band from Barrie, Ontario, respectively. Was now a, a four-piece. Now, oh, now they're a four-piece. Sorry. That, yep, that was going to be... It's yep. so awkward trying to like rattle off fucking four bands and their respective styles in one statement. Like, it never fucking yep. goes well. Yep. Um, yep. It's, 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 it's four people. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it means four bands. You know, yeah. it's a lot, man. 
So uh, they just released their new four-way split Somnambulism via Levi's label, Cliff Parade Records, on June 18th. Hmm. Levi and his label. <laughs> and, um... Uh, yeah. This is a fucking... This is a really strong split, though, I gotta say. is from, like, the... It felt like a fucking disaster when you were in the planning phases of this release, but, like, it yeah. really did come out good the the material on the release is is fucking is good like it's strong yeah man um uh you know i i feel like the only thing that we could have that we could have done like fully like as uh, as the label and all four bands you know maybe we could have done a little bit better on the mastering you know there's a little bit varied uh quality in the mastering uh but overall um dude i gotta tell you every, every uh every band brings uh two tracks uh, Steak Sauce Mustache during yes, uh, yes, uh, Sunday's stream actually made a very interesting point uh, that it shouldn't be called a split. It should be called a quarter because there's four bands. And I <laughs> I was like, God fucking damn it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I want to be mad about that, but you're actually right. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's great, man. Uh, myself, um, growing up, uh, I was... I definitely like was really heavy in like crust punk and grind like in middle school and everything and pretty much every band it was every band it was every it, everything was a was a was a split you know um, and I like that uh, splits are happening more and fuck man I mean uh, Dark Trails that was your first or second release was uh, the second grade knife uh, fight split seven inch you know um, see you next Tuesday excuse me see you next Tuesday next- <laughs> see you Space Cowboy second grade knife fight split yeah that was our second release. And I have said this before in like quite a few episodes, but there is something special that I I love about splits. Um, it's you know, you get it's it's great, man. For you you know, in that one album that you hold in your hand or you possess, you know, in your phone, it's like you get a little bit of everything. And uh, I, I I also enjoyed really like finding new music uh, in samplers and shit like that when I was growing up. And once again, I find like splits are. You know, if you don't know both bands, you know, uh, maybe one band brought you into the other band, you know, something like that. Uh, so I, I really felt like this was definitely a nice blending of different styles. And each fucking band for sure has their own specific style, you know, and like D.B. Cooper, um, this is their first uh, stuff. So it's yeah. fucking technically their debut on a on a four way, you know, which is great. So, yeah, it was, and- it was it was it was it was a great thing to be part of. So. Yeah, a very like well-rounded release, and uh, yeah, kudos on releasing DB's, you know, very first stuff. They actually kind of caught me off guard. Like, for, in the, I, I just for some reason I thought they were like, I assume they were like a grindcore band. I don't know why, um, but it's it's actually fairly angular and surprisingly sassy. Like they were just heavy, heavy Lolo, very vibes. heavy, heavy Lolo, see yeah. space cowboy vibes all over uh, their tracks. But I definitely felt like the second track was the stronger one, though. That being said. Yep. Uh, they just played uh, their uh, one of their first shows with uh, Thin mm-hmm. yesterday, um, and uh, they they got rained out, but they still played and everything. Sounded great. I saw um, that. So yeah, congrats to them and shit. Yep, yep. Um, I got to tell you, uh, D, you know, on top, you know, with DB uh, coming in like with their debut tracks, um, Agent Molder. Everybody knows uh, their style is all over the place. Uh, they they self admit to this. Uh, they also. Um, fucking in the best way they shit out music man they're pump they pump out stuff <laughs> they do I mean, a every, lot they're they are they are busy fucking boys man i gotta tell you um so hats off to them for doing that and you know having a good time experimenting and just playing what they want to play uh so i feel agent Mulder is a very special uh 
group just because of how they approach their music. I just I don't see that much. I will just, say go for it for sure. You know, although this batch of songs from Agent Mulder didn't particularly impress me, um, they were kind of yeah. just like meh for me as some of the performances felt yeah. a bit shaky at times. But I will say that I am really impressed with how they are just they have the willingness to take all sorts of risks in this very early stage of the band. Like they're trying all different kinds of sounds throughout these like some of EP to EP there's like quite a few different styles yeah. um and I will say uh polymerase chain reaction has a pretty tough breakdown too so there's that they they, they got a breakdown in there um and you know I, I I like how they even you know with with uh the 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 inserts from like movies and shit like that that they use they're good with the um, inserts it's good time with that you know yeah. they they're kind of like they they you really use it like Kill Whitney Dead where they really exactly. are using these insert inserts as part of the the, the fucking band. track itself which yeah. I I love it it's it's yeah it's a little part of, it's like a part of the sandwich you know uh but um and then so uh naturally Guy uh Guy um the uh a, just a short story uh a band Trauma Lanes was originally supposed to be on this four way split that's right I forgot um, about that and for for personal reasons, I'm not really sure what happened there. Uh, they had just released a full length anyway. So, I mean, literally they put out their tracks, uh, you know, um, but something happened, uh, where, uh, uh, we ended up asking, I believe guys to far and they stepped up. Uh, I gotta be honest. I, I, I'm pretty sure they weren't fully ready to record, but they fucking, threw together uh they picked two tracks and you know uh, i know they had quite a bit of a catalog of tracks they were ready for um so it's cool that they stepped up so shout out to guys to fire for like making that happen coming making this and i gotta be on i mean no hate on trauma lanes but guys to adding to this four-way split i was like fuck blessing yes, in disguise this is this is brutal as fuck. Like I didn't even think about Guy Stafaro being added. Like it was, it was a really, uh, a really good um, uh, choice. So um, overall, it just, it just, I, it gave us a better vibe for moving forward. You know, and everybody just, it was, it was just a great. Uh, like I think it's a like more. Earlier, it was. Go ahead. Uh, it, it was a logistical nightmare. You know, like you know, speaking with everybody. But overall, it's just so cool to have this uh, be put out and have all the bands. You know basically team up and work together to do this so yeah. i think that that the multi-label multi-band collaborations are just inherently messy in that way because there's just there's too many cooks you know or it's there's just, a lot of cooks in the kitchen homie yep. yeah um and then uh naturally uh let's finish it off with possession uh 1981 um these guys are i i would say just like agent Mulder, they are doing what they fucking want and in that they've created their own style possession i want to say um they play their own kind of like black and hardcore it's like gulch man they could they could be as big as gulch it's like almost identical style maybe with less old school death metal influence that's the only thing that's missing from the equation is they've substituted black metal as opposed to death metal they just have this touch of like B grade horror movie that I just can't shake. And they, um, I yeah, just has not say, had that uh, visual aesthetic. Like they do. Like the videos are all on point. Um, just like, and just like, uh, just like, Oh, Hey, hold up. I got to fucking plug in my computer. My computer's going to fucking die. Uh, just like, just like agent Mulder. Uh, I want to say possession is doing their own thing and just, 
and they 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 self-produce everything and they just keep pumping stuff out uh if anybody pays attention to possession 1981 on uh on instagram just any kind of social media um they're always making music videos always just doing shit themselves uh it's it's amazing i i want to say that they work really hard for what they uh, and they're they're technically a covid band where they possession 1981 started because they you know everybody got let go or whatever and they all wanted to jam in a basement you know so i mean it's it's a beautiful thing how that works out so and they are currently recruiting but, uh, a live guitarist too so if you're in the detroit area if i can hit them up detroit they, they yep. need a live guitarist yep uh i believe uh they they're, they're i mean they are moving forward with live shows but damn it people if somehow there's a detroit guitarist that's listening to this but not paying attention to 1981's instagram they need you so <laughs> go hit them up yeah, I don't. I don't understand how they're having trouble with this because the music is really fucking good. Like again, I think like they said I, they had a few. They said they had a few flakes, and some people just didn't hit it. So they had some people hit them up though. So that's know, good. It is what it is. Well, at least people yeah. are interested because they definitely yeah. deserve. I a thought shot there was at. like a drought of yeah. Um. So yeah, I uh. Sorry, I'm just fucking my mic up here. I felt like. The second track from every band on the split was the better track for some reason. Um, you know what? You're absolutely right. Personally, for myself, it is that exact thing. Although, I, I mean, to be fair, I don't want to hear it, or don't want to hear it rather, is kind of a fucking earwig. But yeah, it's just like the second track is like the better track from every band. It's like the stronger showing in almost every instance on the split. Yep. Yep. Um, so what were your uh, yeah, favorite tracks I, out of the... I agree with you. I mean, so, I'm gonna, I mean, I, I love everybody, but uh, overall I'm very uh, just thrilled and pleased with Possession 1981 stuff. Um, I can't get enough of those guys. Uh, but um, I guess I guess it would be this, uh, their their second track, the Cemento uh, one, Cemetery, you know, the Cemetery one. That would be... Cemeterio Clandestino. Um, yeah, uh, I guess... Fuck, man, it, it, it was so... I almost I have like this uh loving uh of uh Geisterfar's tracks just because I got to hear new Geisterfar. I like, fucking rips too. When they got way, added really... when they got when they got added on, I was like, Oh shit, like this is a good way to fucking get something out of them. Like, hell yeah, get on this fucking split. Like, let's hear something. It's some of their EP... best material yet too. Whew. They're they're just you know, they got that element of deathcore that I just fucking love, man, and they uh they yeah they're fuck and I mean they have they have a lot more material that that's uh, in the works so we definitely are, are going to hear more of them coming soon so thank God awesome yeah I'm I'm really hungry for more yeah. shit from this band for sure I gotta ask you what was your favorite track on the on the split um fuck I, I want to say I don't want to hear it actually or don't want to hear it I think is just because it's got such an anthemic line to it you know mm-hmm uh insert in the beginning's fucking amazing <laughs> i don't yeah. give a shit <laughs> i was like yeah you know i think we're actually gonna give them that track too as opposed to cemeterio clandestino yeah badass yeah we're, we're just we're just throwing you curveballs left and right tonight cemeterio i like because he uses those blackened scathy vocals and that's something that I really, really enjoy about Possession are those black and scathy vocals when he busts them out. They're good, too. Yes. 
All right, so um, let's fucking let's give him some tracks. So we're gonna go and play for you. Don't want to hear it by Possession 1981. Meet Breath by DB Cooper. Trojan Horse for Sale by Geister Farr. And Polymerase Chain Reaction by Agent Mulder. And that's from the Somnambulism Four Way Split, which came out via Cliff Parade Records on June 18th. Here we go. I hate people, man. I don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about nothing. Man. All my life people fuck with me. Don't you fuck with you, man. I just fucking hate people. And I don't care. I just don't fucking care. I don't care.
felt. Good night. Yeah, the samples really are on point for sure. That kind of like does make the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they definitely know how to layer them and everything and. <clears throat> Yeah, I just uh, I I absolutely love it. Especially just it remind I, I was such a big fan of Kill Whitney Dead back in the day, just because it wasn't just a the insert just wasn't at the beginning, in the middle, or at the end. It was fucking like in between and through. You know mm. what I'm saying? And like, anyways, it, it was, they, I mean lyrically it would match up and shit like that too. Like where you know, it's like yeah, anyways, it was good. So uh, I think Agent <laughs> Mulder's really gotten something special there. So and then also uh, just a little heads up since I mean we're I'm. You know, I can toot my own horn here. Uh, I, I I believe. No, Levi's got vinyl have... for this release, so go buy that. <laughs> yeah, we got, we still got physicals for sale. Um, uh, we got both variants still available. Uh, so yeah, just uh, head over to the Cliff Parade Big Cartel. Um, we uh, the the label doesn't operate and sell any of the the stuff through Bandcamp like uh, uh, Dark Trail Records. Uh, but uh, we got everything at a Big Cartel. So yeah, uh, support the four bands if you want to. And uh, yeah, the you split, like did I said, spring for the fucking yeah, very very cool collaboration mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I just was yeah. just gonna say that you did, however, spring for the the label Bandcamp. So respect there. I have not yet done that. I'm about to though. You're making me do it. I have to. Oh, com- dude. I, we have to compete. So this is a competition. What, dude. <laughs> Honestly, dude, like it's the layout is just like, oh, this is very easy. This is very nice. Like it's just very manageable, you know. Cool. And it's just to, like, it's cool come... to really, honestly, dude. It's cool to see like all the bands on a roster, you know. It's cool yeah. to see everybody on the same page and shit. It's pretty badass. So. For sure. And if they accept the uh, the thing, it's kind of like you know you own them. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's in the fine print. Absolutely, I own everybody in those bands. Yeah. Did you guys not know that? Yeah. It's it's there. It sucks. It's in the, the the fine it's in the fine print. As they say, that's the music business, right? <laughs> Clause no, 32C. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly stated in the middle of this meandering paragraph. <laughs> the run-on sentences. It's always it's always that subclause. That's what always gets me. It's the fucking it's the tiny print. <laughs> yeah, they sent me a DocuSign and insist that I look at it on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's kind of an industry yeah. joke, honestly. That was... That's that's great. That is, it's good. Um, so shit. Yeah, I, can, I was gonna try to do a new segment, but it's kind of a little half baked right now. So it's not it's not ready. I'm, I'm still workshopping it, but basically, it's um, the segment is called F. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Oh, don't give it don't away. Don't give it away. Okay. Give don't give it away. away. We'll split. We'll, we'll spitball tomorrow night. Don't don't, right. don't 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 tell him yet. Don't tell him yet. Okay. We got spitball. Right. Yeah yeah yeah. Okay. Something to look forward to then. Yeah, 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 it's it's good, but it needs it needs a little work. So we're gonna have to uh, talk about that tomorrow evening when you're helping me pack fucking records. Whoop, whoop. Like, you're contracted. You're obligated now. There's no getting out of it. So don't cancel. Yeah, I'm gonna funny. come to your house. There's numerous. <laughs> yeah, there's numerous reasons. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I'll be there. It's all good. So that was a fucking good pod. That was a good podcast. Um, yep. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it all the way to the end of the podcast, so why don't you do us a favor and subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, maybe leave us some nice words. Tell us what you like about the podcast. Tell us uh, you like you like us. Say, you, say we have nice voices. Compliment our beards. We like that a lot. And mm, um, Please. Yeah. So thank you so much. We, we love you very much for listening. 
Yep. Um, uh, to, to the sixth day of math core. To the sixth. <laughs> For everybody that, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's no resting on day seven either. I have to fucking go to work. Uh, uh, no. And then continue yeah, just relentlessly go. promoting shit. Oh, P.S. Uh, yesterday, or no, today actually, we, we did post the first set from the pre-show. So Torrential Downpours set from the, uh, the pre-show date on Wednesday is now up. You can enjoy that. And uh, we also just posted some uh, footage from Behold the Octopus from 2007 from Swayze's in Marietta, Georgia. So definitely go fucking check that out. Right, we're, we're working on the YouTube right now. We're cultivating the YouTube. And yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, nice. An old show. Very nice. I've been sitting on that forever along with this four and a half hour documentary that we're about to drop. And if you made it to the end of this podcast, it's okay that you know that now. <laughs> <laughs> Four and a half yeah, hours. Because I didn't know about that either. It's wow. it's fucking substantial. Awesome. Yeah. Um. So shit. I guess that about wraps it up for the 65th episode of Mathcast. I'm your host Christian. And I'm your co-host Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more sick underground bands. Good night and stay beautiful. <laughs>